The RSN Racing and Sport Network, broadcasting around Victoria. We're live on the net and the RSN app. Let's get more on today's Victorian racing. It's time for Big V Saturday. What an exciting time the Dream Shapers series has been and George Farouk has been front and centre right through it and we've got the Phoenix at the Meadows tonight as I welcome you in. George, how are you holding up? Yeah, not too bad, Warren. How are you? Hope you're well. It uh, looks like it's a it's a nice day weather-wise as well for the, the big finale tonight, obviously the world's richest greyhound race, the, the Phoenix. So really looking forward to tonight. And it's been a big week in greyhound racing, as it always seems to be, that the Hobart Thousand and the Laurels during the week. So feature racing through the week leading into the Phoenix tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've had we've had a, a big week. Um, obviously, we had the running of the Hobart Thousand and the Laurels as well. But uh, look, all eyes will be on tonight. And we've got a, a new favourite um, uh, in Amron Boy, who's now been back from $3.50, Warren, into $3.00. Uh, favourite. Uh, she's a pearl. Was favourite earlier in the week from $3 out to $3.20 and then we're out to Wow She's Fast. Um, she's a pearl and Wow She's Fast. If either of those win and McInerney, the RSN Greyhound, obviously, any of those win, they'll become the first Greyhound to win over $2 million in prize money. We'll go through the field shortly. And after 10 o'clock, cracking the codes with Dan Malecki, Matty Stewart and Simone Fisher, we'll be talking to AFL CEO Gil McLaughlin, who's got a link to RSN's dog McInerney in the Phoenix. So interested to hear that chat after 10 o'clock. Let's talk about the race in general. And let's go through runner by runner, George, and just try and figure out if there is anything in that market that we can try and profit out of. And She's a pearl. Mark Olmos has been on the, the panel for the Melbourne Form panel this morning. He'll be out there. He's excited about She's a Pearl. Your thoughts on She's a Pearl from an inside box? Yeah, look, um, she, she hasn't won a race in Melbourne yet from a couple of starts, but she trolled really well there. I think connections go in really confidently. Um, she's going to need to lead, and she gets an opportunity to do that from box one. She's got extreme speed, real high-end speed. She's an absolute star, so Look, if she begins cleanly and holds the fence in that first corner, she's in with a huge chance. As I said, she trolled well there. Um, it just depends on where some of the others are sitting. If they're right on her hammer, some of the, the back markers or the greyhounds are going to run home. They might run over the top of her, but she'll give them something to catch. She's currently $3.20 with Amron Boys. You said now into $3 favourite, fixed odds with the tabs. Box two's Paddy wants Pats. He's $6.50. How do you think the, the race shapes up for him with his early speed? Yeah, he's another one. He's a lid pinger. The, the times that he's won at the Meadows, um, on one occasion, he broke five seconds for the first mark, which is absolutely elite. And he'd be wanting to do that tonight. Um, again, he's a greyhound like she's a pearl that you, he doesn't want Amron Boy and wow, she's fast sitting on his hammer. Uh, but he's got extreme speed and he could lead. Uh, this uh, is an intriguing battle between one and two on who gets to the front of that first corner. And that will certainly shape the race. But He's certainly going to have his supporters today. $7 into $6.50 now, Paddy wants that. Just on their outside is El Dorado, who's been holding his price around the $10, $12 mark. How do you think that the race shapes up for El Dorado? Yeah, look, I think he's drawn pretty well, to be honest, because even if he gets outpaced by the Greyhounds in 1 and 2, which is what people might expect, he'll get a nice sit behind them. Um, he's a Greyhound who, at the Meadows, has run down a Greyhound like Plaintiff, who was in the Phoenix before um, he was injured. Um, he, he ran around 29.70 mark. He's a very fast dog. Look, as I said, he's not going to lead the race, but he, he can get a nice sit behind them 
And he's certainly not without a chance at some nice odds. So I'd say he's certainly an each-way play. Amron Boy from Box 4, and uh, you were scared of him last week with with your own horse, in the uh, dog in the, the Silver Chief. Uh, Amron Boy from Box 4 in particular. How, how does that shape up with the speed inside? Yeah, look, with, with the scratching of plaintiff that was going to start from Box 5, I think it's made his task a little bit easier. The key to him, Warren, uh, last week, he went 5.04 to the mark, which is really good. It was better than what he'd been showing. Um, and if he does that again, with coupled with his run home and his great mid-race speed, he'll be incredibly hard to beat. Uh, we'll know in the first 50 to 100 metres. If Amron Boy is sitting real uh, close, I don't think they'll be able to hold him out. He's just racing so well there. His last two wins have come in near track record time. He's clearly the dog to beat. Three dollars. How do you assess that from from a market perspective? Yeah, look, it's 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 fair. I mean, you could have got three fifty earlier in the week, Warren, but I, I think it's fair now, especially with the scratching of plaintiff. Um, he's got a slow beginner on his outside. He just needs to begin cleanly. And you're right, there's speed underneath him. But even even if he can just get the sit behind the one and the two, you'd think he'd be able to run them down the way he's going at the moment. He's only one of two greyhounds that can probably run around the twenty nine fifty, twenty nine forty mark. And if he gets clear running, watch out. Zippy Tesla's off the bench with that unfortunate uh, injury to, to plaintiff. Been holding a price around about the, the $12 mark. Your thoughts on Zippy Tesla from Box 5? Yeah, look, to be honest, I think he's up against it. I mean, if they run a place, um, you know, for a couple of days ago, they weren't in the field. So I think anything in the top three would be an unbelievable effort. But he's a slow beginner. He'll be looking towards the fence. I think there's a couple of greyhounds who are just faster than him today. Um, and a place chance would be best, I think, for Zippy Tesla. Well, she's fast, done what no other dog's done before, and, and won a Phoenix. She's out there in box six. Your, your thoughts on how it might set up for her? Yeah, I think she's drawn pretty well, to be honest. Um, she was, I thought she was drawn well even with plaintiff in the field because he's a greyhound that gets out and wants to look towards the fence. But now with Zippy Tesla drawn on her inside, who's a slow beginner, um, I think she should be able to outpace the two greyhounds to her right. If she begins like we know she can, this is game on. This is game on. She's the other greyhound that I know that can run very, very fast time at the Meadows, probably faster than a lot of them apart from Ambron Boyd. If she begins cleanly, she's a huge chance to go back-to-back. And wouldn't it be amazing scenes if she wins and, and pushes her prize money to something like $2.3 million, which would be incredible for, for where she's fast. She's in this up to where he is. Tiana Bell's big odds. She's $61 fixed odds, the, the Queensland Raider. Your thoughts on how she might measure up? Yeah, look, she's been a good, really handy greyhound in, in Queensland. She's won well over 100000 I just can't see how she competes against these. She's having her first start at the Meadows. But the draw's not great. Um, yeah, look, 61, she may as well be 500 to 1, to be honest. Um, and that's, that's, with all due respect to Tiana Bell, for her to take on what is an unbelievable field of greyhounds, um, she's long odds. RSN's greyhound, McInerney, $26 fixed odds from the, the pink box, box eight. With that good speed drawn inside that you reference, how do you think it'll set up for McInerney to have a crack at them? Yeah, look, he'll get, a, he'll get a clear run, that's for sure. With him, he does like to use a little bit of the track. He's drawn off the track. The key to him is, Warren, he needs to begin cleanly because... If he does, and there's a little bit of a scuffle on that first corner, he could find himself sitting, you know, third, second, third on that first corner. If he can do that, we know he runs on okay, and he's a definite top three chance. Can he beat Amron Boy and Wowsey's fast? Oh, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. 
especially the way they're racing at the moment. But look, he's a, he's a terrific greyhound. He's a million-dollar chase winner. He ran second in the top gun at the track. He races well. Um, he might get the run of the race from out there. Race nine, the Phoenix at the Meadows tonight at 9.26. We'll have it all covered with Andrew Bensley out on course, Simone Fisher, Ronnie Hawkswell, Ethan Christian all there. How do we make some money out of this race, first of all? Yeah, look, it's it's tough to go past Amron Boy because he's just racing so well. As I said, his last two wins, he didn't have it all his own way early. He, there was a bit of a bumping duel last week and he still ran 29.45. He's just gone to another level. So it's hard to tip against him. We'll have something small on McInerney because of the odds um, at $26, certainly an each-way play. Um, for those having to play on the quaddy, first leg, one, eight, three, and 2. Second leg, one, six, seven, and 3. Third leg, three, two, eight, and 7. And we come home with five, six, one, and 4. Great meeting there tonight. Um, there's one I like later in the program as well, Warren. Uh, race uh, 11, number 2, a greyhound called Anchor Rope. For David Gill, who's still on a high after his greyhound Fernando Mick took out the Hobart Thousand on Thursday, obviously was narrowly beaten in the Melbourne Cup. Fernando Mick and, and come out and won the Hobart Thousand the first time that race was worth a hundred thousand dollars to the winner. So uh, David uh, would be still smiling after that victory, and I think Anchor Rope will go very close tonight. Race eleven, number two. Currently $2.40 fixed odds. With the tab, your reference, Fernando Mick, winning the, the Hobart 1,000. What did you make of that during the week? Yeah, look, it was a great win. He set it up um, the week before. He ran the quickest um, heat. And, look, he's a greyhound that can begin well. He did that again. He had a nice draw in box two. He was able to get to the front. And amazingly now, he's had 92 starts, this greyhound. He's won 32 times. And his prize money has pushed up to 513000 David Gill's last three to four years training greyhounds has been incredible. He's had the likes of Kablenz, My Redeemer and Fernando Mick. He's just had that winner after winner at the top level and Fernando Mick often doesn't get spoken about with the likes of Kablenz and Go, but he's been a terrific greyhound, as we said, winning over half a million dollars now. Laurels during the week. Kelsey Bale taking out the final for Daniel Gibbons. How did you see the Laurels? Yeah, look, we, we spoke about this um, in the lead-up. Those greyhounds uh, those females that were racing in the top class, as Kelsey Bale was, she actually ran down Amron Boy a couple of months ago to win the Silver Bullet at the Meadow. So when they come back to their own age and sex, Warren, it's always a little bit of a dropping class. And the two best females for that ran first and second. Kelsey Bale defeating baby JC to take out the laurels. Certainly a deserved winner, Kelsey Bale. She was in contention or was spoken about to be one of the Phoenix runners as well. That's how highly rated she was. She raced away for them, winning in 29.35. She's a star. She's got a big six months coming up, obviously. Um, it doesn't stop next year early. There'll be um, big races in the Australian Cup Carnival at the Meadows, and I think she'll be prominent in that. It's been a huge few weeks. The Dream Chasers series has been fantastic. How have you seen it evolve, George? How have you enjoyed the last month or so? Yeah, look, it's, it's been fantastic. Um, loved every minute of the Racing.com coverage as well. RSN has covered it really, really well. I know the Greyhound fraternity is, is so happy with the way RSN has covered the whole thing. Um, turnover, I believe, has been through the roof, which is really one of the more important things. Prize money levels are sky high. And tonight we could see the first Greyhound to win over $2 million, which will be historic again. So, yeah, look, it's been it's been an incredible about a month and a half. And, uh, look, uh, yeah, I think we'll all enjoy our Christmas. But, um, yeah, look, it, it, I think it's the grand finale tonight, this million-dollar race. 
enjoy the night. What a great night it's going to be. We'll have it all covered with a big team on course for the Phoenix. No doubt cheering McInerney. Thanks for joining us, George. No worries, Warren. Have a good day. Across Victoria, you're on RSN's Big V Saturday. To George Ferruja about what a big time it's been in Greyhound racing. It's been equally big in harness racing following on from the Inner Dominion. We head to Cranbourne tonight for the Cup. Ryan Phelan from Trots Vision joins us. Good morning to you, Ryan. Good morning, Warren, and good morning to our RSN listeners. Yes, it's a Really exciting time, Warren. Um, it doesn't stop in harness racing. It rolls certainly through December and well into the new year. Been well documented and, and well discussed, but just briefly looking back on the Inter-Dominion series, how are you feeling that, that it went and, and how are you seeing it for the future? Oh, it was a roaring success, Warren. Um, just to see the, the massive crowd that was on track there at Melton was really heartwarming. A throwback to yesteryear in the Halcyon days, if you like, of of harness racing to see so many people enjoying the racing and and not just enjoying the feature racing they stayed right through to the end but on top of that just the wonderful media coverage that harness racing has received from uh, places like RSN um, obviously the coverage that we had through racing.com and trots vision has been terrific as well and and through the mainstream media means that that harness racing is starting to capture the hearts and minds of people and there's been really competitive racing and uh, enjoyable, uh, I guess, results for, for for a lot of people as well. We we didn't have a lot of favourites um, salute during the Inter Dominion final night. It was it was probably pretty tough to find a winner, but all in all, terrific racing and and a great success. And looking forward to it uh, returning to Queensland next year uh, for three rounds of heats as well for the trotters and paces. So uh, it's certainly the benchmark is there from uh, what Victoria put together for Queensland to jump over. And feature racing continues on, not just tonight at Cranbourne with the two Group 1s, the Pacing Cup and the, the Trotters Cup, but there's plenty to look forward to in the weeks ahead and into the new year for harness racing fans. Yeah, you're spot on, Warren. Right now we've got the Vic Bread Super Series heats going on for the two, three and four-year-olds and uh, they culminate into semi-finals next week and finals on New Year's Eve. And you, you see some of the horses going around in there and it's really the who's who from the Inner Dominion. For instance, last night, horses like Act Now and Better Eclipse were competing in their respective heats. So a lot of horses that will be familiar to a lot of people through following the Inner Dominion. And then into the new year, we've got a, a really terrific Country Cup series with the Bendigo Cup and then into the Shepparton Cup. We've also got the Group 1 Ballarat Pacing Cup. That's on the 21st of January. And then we're, we're rolling into the Great Southern Star and, and the big one, the AG Hunter Cup in early February. So, yeah, Warren, it really does continue. So a lot of these names that that um, we've cottoned on to through the Inter-Dominion series. We'll, we'll keep rolling through to those those bigger races and the Hunter Cup certainly will be a jewel in the crown for, for a lot of these top-line paces come February. Just after quarter past nine tonight, the Group 1 Cranbourne Pacing Cup will be run at Group 1 level. Rock and Roll Do's currently the favourite at $3.10. Just ahead of Major Meister at $3.60 and MacDan at $6, $7.00 Firefox. Your, your thoughts on the Pacing Cup? Well, he's a really interesting starting point, isn't he? Rock and Roll Do for when you're doing the form for this particular race, Warren. He had three starts in New Zealand and I think even Michael Stanley the trainer driver would agree he was probably 
all in all disappointed with those performances because it was coming off the back of terrific performances in winning the Victoria Cup and also the Kilmore Cup. And as a four-year-old, he's really stood up this preparation, arguably is one of the best pacers in Australasia. So the fact that he was a little bit down on form over there is concerning. What is positive is that interviews this week from Michael Stanley says that he's really only given him a freshen up. He hasn't given him a lot of time in the paddock. So he's kept him ticking over quite well since his New Zealand campaign. So with a view towards tonight in the Cranbourne Cup, you would say that he's reasonably well forward to run a good race. Where it is against rock and roll do is he's got a tricky draw off the extreme outside of the back row. And then on the front row, you've got horses that are really, you know, good up and comers. Horses like He's Ideal, Firefox, and in particular, a horse by the name of number four, Major Meister. Now, what is really interesting about this race, Warren, is the speed map. I've got number three, Firefox, who is the stablemate of number four, Major Meister, having the most speed off the front row. Therefore, I think he will cross the inside two in his ideal and bulletproof boy. But then I think he will hand over to the stablemate, number four, Major Meister, which is uh, driven by Cam Hart and trained by Jason Grimson. They, of course, combined to win the Inner Dominion Pacers final only last week. So... Here's another up-and-coming horse they have in their stable in Major Meister. So I think he'll get the best run in the race. And I think he looks to me to be the horse to beat currently at odds of around 360. But then I am a little bit worried that, you know, you've got horses in the race like Rock and Roll Do, as I mentioned. Mac Dan, who was considered one of the leading chances for the Inner Dominion final last week, didn't have the best of runs there. But at a $6 chance, he needs to be respected as well. And that's really not even factoring into my top three numbers. Number nine, Torrid Saint, who was the runner-up in the Inter-Dominion last week. So it just really speaks to the quality of this Cranbourne Cup here tonight. But for me, I think Cameron Hart, Jason Grimson and Major Meister can get it done by finding a lead and leading all the way over the 2,555 metres in the Decron Cranbourne Pacing Cup. I think he can beat uh, number... 11 MacDan. I think it's $6 at the moment. He actually represents some sort of value because I, I really respect this horse, Mark Pitt and Emma Stewart combining, and, and that is a formidable combination. And you have to give Rock and Roll do a winning chance just on pure class. I think he will come on this run tonight, and I, I think there's certainly going to be better things ahead for him, in particular races like the Miracle Mile um, early next year. But uh, you've got to respect him. But for me, number four, Major Meister to take out the Cranman Cup tonight, Warren. Happy with that price, currently around about the $3.60? I think he'll shorten up from there. So, yeah, I, I would be, if you're keen like me on Major Meister, I'd be taking that now because I do see a little bit of percentage in rock and roll do. I think he'll probably get out in the market a little bit. I see Major Meister starting closer to around $3 for mine. That's race seven on the card at Cranbourne tonight. Race five's the other group one, the Trotters Cup, and Majestuoso, a, a name very familiar with those that have been following the Inter-Dominion series at $1.85. Head of Hopeful Beauty Fra at $4.60. Powder Keg at, at $12. So the market's honing in on only a, a couple of chances here in the Trotters Cup. Ryan, what's your thoughts? Well, I thought this looked to be one of the better bets on the program tonight. Number 11, Majestuoso for Kate and Andy Gath-Warren. Look, I know it is a concern being off the back row when you consider that Majestuoso last week in the Inter-Dominion final was able to find the front from barrier number five. So off the back row tonight, it's a, a certainly a different setup. But 
I just like the way that Majestuoso progressed through that Inter-Dominion series. I think obviously reached peak fitness in the final. And I think the fact that the horses come through that race and the week so well that Kate and Andy have decided to back this horse up speaks volumes. $1.85 at the moment, I'm okay with that. I, I think that's a pretty fair price about a horse that nearly won an Inter-Dominion final. And really, I, I think if you're to take a line for that price when you, you consider horses like uh, Powder Keg, O'Fortuna, uh, sleepy nephew of Sunoco, Sundon's Courage, also competed in the Inner Dominion series, but nowhere near as well as Majestuoso. I think that $1.85 price is reasonable. So Kate Gath, I think, will drive this horse like the best race. I think there'll be a bit of speed early from horses like Anywhere, Hugo, O'Fortuna. A sleepy might go forward. She'll let the, the dust settle for about the first sort of, you know, five, 600 metres of the race and work around. I think the lead will be there for Majestuoso, and over the 2,500-metre trip will be uh, too strong for mine. I, I actually thought that Hopeful Beauty was a bit of a chance. Didn't compete in the Inner Dominion series, but was really, really good uh, in winning um, last start, and on that occasion beat, um, you know, pretty handy horses like Loxley Lover. So um, it's a horse that, that can unleash a devastating sprint, and it, it won from the, a similar draw last time. So I am a little bit wary of Hopeful Beauty, but just considering that it may have to give Majestuoso a start, pretty keen on its chances from number eight, Hopeful Beauty. And I thought uh, number nine, Nephew of Sunoco, dropping back from the Inner Dominions, that uh, could be a, a solid place chance there as well. Across the rest of the card, what should we be keeping an eye on? Well, Warren, I actually like the bookends of the program tonight. I thought in race one, there was a really good each way bet in number four, Major Man Bar. This horse was probably one of the best supported runners on Inter Dominion final night and just had no luck whatsoever in that particular race. I see there being a lot of speed in this race from uh, the likes of number two, Captain Wilson, number three, Hurricane Hustler, and also number six, Major Delico. I think those horses will all go really helter-skelter out of the gate trying to find their positions and number four major man bar will just map off those and i thought with chris alford and the sulky at seven dollars he looked to be a really good each way bet in uh, the first race tonight and in the last race look there's no price for number four celebrating but this is another one for uh, cameron hart and jason grimson that i think will be a progressive horse to keep an eye on so uh, he's a horse that maybe isn't a betting proposition, but I'm interested to see him step out in the last because I think this might be one to keep uh, an eye on with, the, with regards to looking at the future. Number four, celebrating. Is there a quaddy that you've mapped out for us tonight? Oh, look, I didn't think there looked to be a lot of value in, in the quaddy uh, tonight, Warren, but um, let me have a look here. In the first leg, which will be... Sorry, I'll, I've just caught without notice on... I'm not doing a quaddy tonight, Warren, but I think we would stand out number 11, uh, Majestuoso. I thought it would be a, a pretty confident way to start the first leg. In the second leg, I would throw in numbers one and two, Sanday and Serge Blanco. I, I think they look to be the main two chances there. In race number seven, I think you can play four key chances in this race. Number one, he's ideal. Number four, Major Meister. Uh, number 11, MacDan, and also number 12, Rock and Roll Do in the third leg of the quaddy. And in the last leg of the quaddy, pretty keen on the chances of Whiskey Cavalier, but just for a little bit of insurance, I would throw in numbers 1 
and four as well in that particular race. But, Warren, I thought the best each-way bet on the program was uh, race one, number four, Major Man Bar. That's race one, number four, currently at about $7. I thought the best bet on the program looked to be race five, number 11, Majestuoso. And I thought there might be a good all-up tonight. I might be <laughs> biting off a little bit more than I can, I can chew, Warren, but let's go with it anyway. I, I thought race two, number five, Polly put the kettle on into race four, number 10, Our Lady Lara, race five, number 11, Majestuoso, and race nine, number four, Celebrating. If you put those four in a multi, you're currently getting $3.75. I thought that might be a pretty nice way to play. Great plan, Ryan. Nothing like a quaddy on the run on Cranbourne Cup night to hopefully uh, find us uh, some winners. Enjoy Cranbourne Cup night, and I'm sure it'll be covered extremely well via Trots Vision and, of course, on RSN 927. Indeed it will be, Warren. Thanks very much and uh, good luck to all of your listeners.